Yo, what is up, everybody? This is your boy, E-Man, coming at you with another quick reaction episode. And I got a couple of hot deals here that I got to get off my chest, man. There's two, two reactions I got to give you. One, the James Harden trade. And two, the latest just happened breaking news. Urban Myers has finally confirmed to take over the coaching job for the Jacksonville Jags. The Jaguars, my friend. Wow. It was rumored. He took the job. And he's ready to make his jump for the NFL. Let's see how he's going to do. And I'm going to do Urban Myers real quick. because I'm, I'm not a big college football guy. And I've done a few pieces about Urban Myers. And it's been pretty much about that allegation of the of him covering up for the, you know, the assault of his former assistant coach in Ohio State. But anyway... That's all news. Urban Meyer is taking over the Jacksonville Jaguars as the head coach. I think it's solid. Why? He's taking on a quarterback and an offense. He's familiar coaching who's been successful both in University of Florida and Ohio State. And again, multiple national championships, two different colleges. The guy can coach. And the only thing he has left in his career the only thing Urban Meyer has left to do is coaching the NFL, taking that leap. He's got to get paid probably $12 million. I'm trying to find out here because it just broke literally 20 minutes ago. And he's probably getting that 12 mil. But it's a good fit, like I just said. He's got a coach quarterback he's familiar with in the sense of like he's coached before. A lot of young players in that squad, which is going to be an easier transition than, you know, from college. And, you know, hey. He's coach Alex Smith, Tim Tebow. All right, I forget. I think if he had other, he had also other quarterbacks. I forget who he coached in Ohio State, but they they won the national championship. So they also and the scenario for Myers is great. Number one pick in Trevor Lawrence, seventy six point two million in salary cap space that Jags have. So he has plenty of money, which most likely he's going to be a, a a very important voice with the front office and getting what he needs. And in a era where the NFL is using a lot of the college plays, the spread offense, the, the option and all that good stuff, the RPO, all the stuff that he's very familiar with. And I think it's a great fit. Number two, he's going to put a lot of people in the seat. Once they clear this whole COVID issue, once we're back to full throttle, my man, he used to rule Tallahassee behind Debo. Now the man is going to the Jags, a local market area, not far from UF. He's well-liked in Florida. Win-win for the Jags. In the case that you're getting a, a coach that is familiar with this new age coaching in regards to the offense, a quarterback that he's definitely going to mold because he's good with young men, and a pretty good football mind. Whatever you think about the guy, kind of a scumbag when it comes to his, uh, you know, personal issues and, you know, and covering stuff. But look, he's been successful everywhere he's been. Bowling Green, Utah, Florida, and Ohio State. He won two of those titles with the Gators, won another one with the Buckeyes. The man has compiled a 83-9 record in seven seasons in, in Ohio. That's insane. The man can coach. And he's going to be the next big coaching name from the university who's kind of like legendary there.
to make the NFL rule. Right now, there's been a few coaches, you know, the majority of the coaches that make this change really don't do well. The latest was Matt Rule. He's been 5-11. Cliff Kingsbury is 13-18. And, and Bill O'Brien was 52-48. Uh, six years. Chip Kelly was 26-21. and 21. Most of those wins came with the Eagles. Doug Marone right now with Buffalo is 15-17. and 17. Had a good year this year. Greg Schiano with Tampa Bay. Goodbye. 11-21. And, and Jim Harbaugh has been the most consistent and uh, successful out of all the 44-19. So... Let's see what's going to happen. Uh, he does have to get clear physically in order to make the job official. Remember, he was diagnosed with a uh, esophageal spasm uh, this past January. I mean, in January 2010. And there's other issues of physical he needs to kind of pass. But great news for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Duval County is going to have something to root about. Not just Trevor Lawrence, but also Urban Myers. Now, let's jump on to the NBA. And I have to take a day to listen, to kind of get my thoughts together. But I cannot believe the bounty of individuals and players, this trade of James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets consisted of. Holy freaking smoke. Let me break down the trade for you. All right, first of all, before I go into my... My deal here. So the Rockets, the Nets, and the Pacers involved themselves in a three-way trade. The Rockets, of course, being the team that gave up the most, being in James Harden, one of the most prolific scorers of all time. This year, the man hasn't been happy. He didn't show up for training camp on time, was at a strip club doing his thing, came in out of shape. All signs and giving hints that guys trade me or I'm going to force your hand we knew it was going to be a short term solution last game we're getting killed by the Lakers he decides to quit sit out you saw you heard his press conference all news finally gets traded we knew it was coming we just did not know when the Rockets in this deal get Victor Oladipo from Indiana he had three way Dante Exum Rodion Skrooks three Brooklyn first-rounders, 24, 22, 24, and 26 pick. One million and the first 22 unprotected pick. Four of Brooklyn's first-round swaps, 21, 23, 25, and 27. This is what the Rockets get. The Pacers, the third team, lose Oladipo and gain Harris LeVert, who went for the Nets, and a second rounder. I'm sorry, and there's a fourth team involved in this, the Cavs. Forget the Cavs. The Cavs get Jared Allen from the Nets and Torian Prince. First of all, Harris LeVert is a player that if he, he could start, he's proven it last year. This guy, given the opportunity, can score 20 points a game. Solid. Pacers got some good one. They trade Oladipo. Oladipo, Victor Oladipo is damaged goods. I'm sorry. Damaged goods. That ship that sails. So good trade for the Pacers. And they got a pick too. So not bad. The Cavs get Jared Allen and Torian Prince. Torian Prince, great role player. This guy's a good role player. He's going to play defense. 
and give you some scoring. Jared Allen, I think, is a young, a good young backup center, can actually be a starter. All right? He was playing more minutes. He was playing the majority of the minutes of the bench for the Nets. So where does this leave the Nets? Nets gave up a lot of cash, bro, a lot of cabbage here. And I'm talking about the first rounders. And, like, what, three of us played, three, four of the players. The Nets with James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant are going to be the most watched team in the NBA. And I don't think it's going to be for the reasons everybody thinks they're going to be the most popular and watched team in the NBA. The new Big Three hasn't been a Big Three in a very long time. This is like the the never-ending storyline with the Nets. Kevin Durant goes from playing with... I'm sorry. Kevin Durant goes from playing with the most unselfish players in Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green, to playing with Kyrie and James Harden, the most ball-dependent, ball-hog players in the history of the NBA. Wow. Folks, get your popcorn ready. All right. And your wine. And let the fireworks fly. Because this is going to be an ongoing storyline. In the sense of... This is going to be some drama. How is three guys who need the ball in their hands like 100% of the time... James Harden is, you know, James Harden is, he needs, he's a volume player. So it's Kyrie. KD needs the ball. He's a, you know, KD's actually pretty unselfish, but KD is a true, KD should be the alpha male because he's the most gifted out of all three of them. Physically, IQ, all of it. But how are these three going to live together? And let me add something else. The chemistry is important. Remember what the Heat? And LeBron James' big three took a while of chemistry before they started winning championships. Took them a year. But also, the Nets have three players that do not play any defense. And just gave up Torian Prince, who provides defensive support, and Jared Allen. The Nets right now, defense is going to be non-existent. DeAndre Jordan is too old, and he's never been a good defensive center. That's what Jared Allen was there for. Right now, Kevin Durant wanted to go on his own team, along with Kyrie, because both guys got a chip on their shoulders. Holy shit, Kevin. The chips were all pulled on the table, and the Nets went all in. And this is the part that, ouch, the pressure is on. If KD doesn't win this year... You know, those two, those championships may not get questioned right away, but it will get to the point where people are going to question how good KD is. Golden State, you got players that decided to give the brand new car to the new house guest in Kevin Durant and take a backseat. Here with James Harden and Kyrie Irving, I don't think that's going to happen. The show will start. Steve Nash is already dealing with drama with Kyrie Urban flaking out and deciding not to play because he has personal issues. And then you start finding him in a club celebrating his dad's birthday. This Kyrie flake out is not new. He does it every year. We just did not know. I just did not 
think it was going to be this soon. So, the new big three in James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant is going to be the most watched show in NBA this year. Probably in, tele- in, in, in you know, television entertainment, entertainment television. But because there's going to be a lot of clashing, man. I don't see the chemistry. Numbers-wise, on paper, shoot, you got the best, one of the best prolific scorers of all time in James Harden. The guy is gifted with the rock. He's a walking bucket. So is Kyrie. But generate offense. They don't generate offense through others or for others. They generate offense for themselves. Kevin Durant was really, really good in Golden State because unselfishness. Steph Curry created, even though Steph Curry is a shooter, Clay, as a shooter as there is, also drew and created, and Draymond Green. Draymond Green is a five-point, seven-rebound, seven-assist guy that was able to help Kevin Durant play his game. Draymond sacrificed, which that's his game anyway. He's not a scorer. But Steph sacrificed about four points a game, and so did Clay. Will James Harden sacrifice his game? Be more unselfish. And Kyrie. Kyrie and uh, Kevin Durant has played maybe, what, four or five games together? Kevin got hurt. Kyrie just wigged out and decided not to play anymore because of personal issues. And I'm not knocking them. You know, people have mental issues and that's not to joke about. But Kyrie is fucking crazy. And I don't know what's wrong with this cat. But the season is not even 12 games deep in. And there's already drama. How is Steve Nash, first-year coach, even though he's a heck of a player and a Hall of Famer, how is he going to be able to control these three egos? And the most important part, who the fuck is going to play defense for the Nets? Have to jump on in the podcast, do this quick recording, share my thoughts. Urban Myers to the Jags, that's a good thing. James Harden, blockbuster trade to the Nets, new big three, that is huge also. Great two days for sports. Your boy E-Man signing out. Peace.